Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <clears throat> Good. 
Good evening, everyone. This is Saturday, October the 1st, 2022. It is 5.55 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we come to you once again from the WCW US HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, as we get set to bring episode number 330 of the WCW US Radio Network's weekly review show. <clears throat> this is, of course, WCW US Power Hour. Once again, this is Mr. WCWUS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get to talk about, of course, everything that took place here in the radio network and also the wrestling world here this week. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing you today's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll let you know about some any wrestling news that has, of course, come in. Uh, overnight here between, of course, last night and, of course, during the day today. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, here this evening, please feel free to, of course, give us a call. The phone number, as always, 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, 141-364-POUND. And press that one, ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, this evening. We, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I want to make sure everybody was okay. Uh, as you know, of course, we did have to end uh, last night's edition of Revolution, of course, very early due to uh, the HQ here in, uh, tr in uh, Trinity uh, being pummeled by, of course, wind and rain. I'm sure uh, as a result from some of the remnants from Hurricane Ian. Uh, but, of course, we made it through okay. And, uh, nothing nothing went down or what have you. So we ended up, of course, all there with no time, no problem at all whatsoever. And I hope, ladies and gentlemen, that, of course, you are also, you are hanging in there here, of course, here as well. Uh, in order to, before we get underway here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, like I said, this is 5.57 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Like I said, Saturday, October the 1st, 2022. Good to see, good to have you here, of course, here with us here, of course, this evening. Before we get underway, ladies and gentlemen, let me go ahead and point out, of course, the uh, weather, the current weather and the seven-day weather forecast from my neck of the woods here. In order to do that, ladies and gentlemen, once again, the Amazon Echo Dot does come into play. As, I will, as if I will ask it the following question. Alexa, current weather. The current weather is 59 degrees Fahrenheit with cloudy skies. Tonight's forecast calls for more of the same with a low of 50 degrees. Seven-day weather forecast. The forecast for the next seven days. Sunday, 61 degrees Fahrenheit and cloudy skies. Monday, 61 degrees and showers. Tuesday, 67 degrees and mostly sunny weather. Wednesday, 72 degrees and lots of sun. Thursday, 74 degrees and lots of sun. Friday, 75 degrees and mostly sunny weather. Saturday, 73 degrees and mostly sunny weather. Thank you. You're so welcome. I always appreciate your kindness. Hope you had a good Saturday. And ladies and gentlemen, the Amazon Echo Dot, of course, a very useful tool whenever, of course, you need to check the latest news, weather. Uh, also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you need to use it whenever you're not near your computer or your smartphone, 
you can always use it to, of course, look up something for a project at work, your a child project for your child at school, or a job interview, or anything else. Of course, you do see fit. Also, of course, if you ever if you ever order anything off of Amazon.com, ladies and gentlemen, you can of course always it can always let you know, give give you of course notifications and updates on where the item is, from of course from where from where it's from where it left, up until of course. Uh, it arrives at your home. The Amazon Echo Dot, a very useful research tool and the preferred research tool of the WCWUS radio network. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead here. Let's go ahead here and bring you, of course, the latest wrestling news and views, of course. I mean, wrestling uh, history and birthdays, excuse me, uh, for today here, October the 1st. And here we go. On this date in 1993, Eastern Championship Wrestling presented NWA Bloodfest Part 1. The show, headlined by Terry Funk versus Jimmy Snuka, was the first ECW event booked by future owner Paul Heyman. It also saw the ECW debuts of both Sabu and the Tasmaniac in a match against each other. On this date in 2000, the now Extreme Championship Wrestling presented their Anarchy Rules pay-per-view in front of 4,600 people from the Roy Wilkins Auditorium in St. Paul, Minnesota. In the main event, Jerry Lynn defeated Just Incredible to, to, to pick up the ECW heavyweight title. On this, on, on this date, ladies and gentlemen, 2005, TNA Impact debuted on Spike TV, marking the start of the, of the most successful period in the history of the company. Starting in, starting in as an unfavorable 11 p.m. Saturday time slot, the program moved to a strong Thursday night prime time slot inside of six months. This show saw the debut of Team 3D. Of course, as you know, were, were original, original name of the, was the updated name of the Dudley Boys and the return of Kevin Nash, Jeff Hardy, and Rhino <clears throat> went to a no contest in the main event. On the same 2005, Samoa Joe took on Kenta Kobayashi in the main event of a Ring of Honor show in New York City. Many longtime wrestling fans considered this classic to be the best match in the history of Ring of Honor. On a state in 2007, John Cena suffered a torn pectoral muscle in a match against Mr. Kennedy. On Raw, the injury would see him vacate the WWE title after 380 days, marking the end of the longest reign of that title since Hulk Hogan's initial four-year reign in the 1980s. <clears throat> of course, here, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we there's a we do have a video for this, and we will post this video, ladies and gentlemen, in the uh, video vault for everyone to, of course, look at. On this date in 2010, WWE SmackDown airs its first episode on Sci-Fi, the NBC Universal channel that had previously been the base of WWE's ECW brand. Of course, it was it was spelled S C I F I at one point, but of course they obviously kind of altered the name a little bit, but still called it, of course, Sci-Fi. On <coughs> excuse me, and on this date in 2020 on NXT UK, Pete Dunne was a special guest referee for a first-round match in the Heritage Cup tournament, as Noam Dar defeated Alexander Wolf two to one in the fifth round. And three birthdays to speak up, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen. 
Uh, today we celebrate. Today we wish a very happy uh, 39th. Let's see. That's right. Happy 39th birthday today to uh, to Robbie E, who wrestled, I believe, in of course uh, TNA, uh, now known as Impact Wrestling, for a little while. Today we also want to wish a very happy uh, 61st birthday here today to Rico Constantino. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we want to wish a very happy, uh, happy, uh, let's see, uh, let's see, mm, yes, happy, happy 68th birthday here today to, of course, uh, one of the, one of the brothers and member of the Guerrero fa family dynasty, Hector Guerrero. So happy 68th birthday to uh, Hector Guerrero here to, today, as well as R Rico Constantino and Robbie E. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we will, of course, bring you your... We will, of course, ladies and gentlemen, bring you, of course, your... Um, uh, your pop culture history and birthdays here, of course, for today. And we will, all, we will as always, present this in the same way that we present it every single Wednesday on WCW US Outside the Ropes. On this, on this date in 331 BC, Alexander the Great defeats Darius III of Persia in the Battle of Gaugamalia. On this date, 1688, Prince William III of Orange accepts invitation to take up the British crown. On this date in 1814, opening of the Congress of Vienna, Redraws Europe's political map after the defeat of Napoleon Bonaparte. On his date in 1867, Karl Marx publishes Das Kapital in Berlin, which is a description of the capitalist system, its instability, and tendency to self-destruction. On his date in 1908, Henry Ford introduces the Model T car at a cost of $825. On his date in 1918, during World War I, Combined Arab and British forces uh, force under the under the Lawrence of Arabia, T.E. Lawrence captures Damascus from the Turks. And on the day in 1988, Mikhail Gorbachev becomes chairman of the Presidium of the Supreme Soviet, effectively head of the state of the Soviet Union. Today in movies and television history, on the state in 1968, a cult zombie film, Night of the Living Dead, directed by the late George A. Romero starring Dwayne Jones and Judith O'Day, premieres in, huh, out of all places, J.D.'s Neck of the Woods, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Today in music history on the state in 1982, Marvin Gaye releases the last studio album, Midnight Love, featuring the single entitled Sexual Healing. And on the state in sports history in 1975, the Thriller in Manila, as Muhammad Ali stops Joe Frazier in 14 rounds in Quezon City, the Philippines, to retain his WBC WBA heavyweight title. On a say in 1888, National Geographic magazine publishes for the very first time. Some famous birthdays to speak of, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Charles VI uh, was born on this date in 1685. He would pass away in 1740. Uh, uh, William Boeing, who I believe it has to do with Boeing as in the airplanes, was born on this day in 1881. He would pass away in 1956. Uh, Bonnie Parker 
of course, part of the infamous uh, duo of Bonnie and Clyde, was born on this date in 1910. She would, of course, after being uh, uh, eventually, of course, uh, captured and killed by, uh, of course, uh, by law enforcement, of course, during their big time uh, chase, uh, would, of course, pass away in 1934. So she was she was only about 24 years old when she passed. Today, ladies and gentlemen, former President Jimmy Carter today turns 98 years old. And Theresa May today turns 66. I do believe that this is, if I could be wrong about this, but I think she is the, I think she was the new prime minister of England. I'm not sure, but I could be wrong about that here, folks. So forgive me if I'm not correct about that. Uh, legendary actor Richard Harris was born on this date in 1930. He would pass away in 2002. Uh, Greta Waltz was born on this date in 1953. She would pass away in 2011. Uh, the legendary actress uh, Dame Julie Andrews today turns 87. Legendary baseball great Rod Carew turns 77. Uh, baseball great Mark McGuire turns 59. And actress Brie Larson, of course, Captain Marvel herself, today turns 33. On this date in 1939, Winston Churchill calls Russia a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside a, inside an, 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 an enigma. I'll say it in just a minute. I get tongue-tied there, folks. My apologies. On a state in 1791, Prince William Frederick, later King of Netherlands, marries his cousin, Princess Frederica Louise Wilhelm of Prussia. On a state in 1884, politician William Jennings Bryan, who was 24 at the time, would marry writer and future suffragette Mary Elizabeth Baird, who was 23 at the time. And on a date in 1913, writer and poet Vita Sackville-West, who was 21 at the time, would marry diplomat Harold Nicholson, who was 26 at the time. Two passings, of course, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, believe this man was a legendary actor. Louis Leakey was passed away on the state in 1972 and legendary author E.B. White, who I do believe this, no, that's not who I'm thinking. Okay. No, my apologies. I'm not, I was thinking of the wrong one because the author I was thinking about also has two initials, but this is not correct. So I believe he was the one that wrote Charlotte's web though. I believe he was. Yes. But anyway, E.B. White passed away on the state in 1985. <clears throat> on this date in 1908, as we said, Henry Ford's Model T rode off the assembly line on this day in automotive history, bringing affordable motoring to millions. It ranged from, about, as we said about it, from around $825 to about uh, $950. So on this, some moments in movies and television history here today. On this date in 1952, the first ultra-high frequency or UHF TV station was formed in Portland, Oregon. Uh, se several uh, several uh, stations uh, formed also on this date in 1953. 
First off, KJEO TV channel 47 in Fresno, Fresno, California, which was originally a CBS affiliate, would later become an ABC affiliate. KYTV TV channel 3 in Springfield, Missouri, which was an NBC affiliate. WATE channel 6 in Knoxville, Tennessee, which started out as an ABC affiliate, but later became an NBC affiliate. And WREX TV channel 13 in Rockford, Illinois, which turned, which, which, which I believe is still, it may still be to this day, an ABC affiliate. On a stage in 1955, Jackie Gleason's sitcom The Honeymooners debuts on CBS, replacing his variety series. Production ends after only 39 episodes. Also on this day, 1955, WORA TV Channel 5 in Mayagas, Puerto Rico, which is a, TC, a TCI affiliate. Begins this broadcasting and on stage in 1960, KCBY TV Channel 11 in Coos Bay, Oregon, a CBS affiliate begins their broadcasting. Some birthdays to speak of, as we said, Richard Harris was born on this date in 1930. He would pass away in 2002. So he would have been about, he would have been about 91, 92 years old. Uh, like we said, Dame Julie Andrews today turns 87, and Brie Larson turns 33. Some passings here, as we said, on this date in 1955, Charles Christie, a film studio owner born right here in America, would pass away at the age of 75. On this day, 1961, Donald Cook, an actor born right here in America, known for the movie Too Young to Go Steady, passes away at the age of 60. On this date in 1965, Gareth Hughes, an actor of Welsh descent, who was known for uh, Midnight Girl, uh, would pass away at the age of 71. And on this day, 1973, Joe Devlin, an actor born right here in America, played the character of Sam in, the, in Dick Tracy. Uh, I would I assume this was uh, the one some of the older uh, Dick Tracy stuff, like I might have been on the radio or might have been like as a... Um, an animated Dick Tracy, I know back then and all, would pass away at the age of 77. <clears throat> on the state in 19, some weddings here on the state in 1949, uh, comedian and host of The Tonight Show, Johnny Carson, who was 23 at the time, would marry Joan Morrow Wolcott, who was also 23 at the time, at the North Platte Episcopalian Church. On the state in 1984, actress Sigourney Weaver, who was 34 at the time, would marry filmmaker Jim Simpson, who was 28 at the time. I want to say 1988, Robert England, of course, as you know, best known for playing Freddy Krueger, would marry Nancy Booth. I want to say 1994, actress Whoopi Goldberg, who was 38 at the time, would, would marry labor union organizer Lyle Trackenberg in California. And I want to say in 2008, Beverly Mitchell, best known for the show Seth in Heaven, who was 27 at the time would marry Michael Cameron, who was also 27, at the Church of Santa Maria a Gradillo in Ravello, Italy. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go, let's go ahead here and go to your music history and birthdays here. On a stage in 1880, John Philip Sousa becomes the new director of the U.S. Marine Corps Band. On a stage in 1905, Frantisek Pavlik 
is killed in a demonstration in Prague inspiring Leos Janek to write his piano, piano Sonata Number no. 1 X in 19, uh, X 1905. I want to say 1940, a couple moments in 1940, 1941. First off, Dmitry Skoshevich was evacuated by like I said, both of these like they took place on this day in 1961. The premiere of Dmitry Shostakovich's 12th Symphony and the Beach Boys record their debut single, Serpent, which introducing a brand new musical style. On this day in 1962, Brian Epstein signs a contract to manage the Beatles through 1977. And on this day in 1967, Pink Floyd arrives in New York for their first U.S. tour. Some birthdays here, ladies and gentlemen. In music, of course, Richard Harris, as we said, would have been about uh, would 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 have been about uh, was born on this day in 1930. He would have passed. He, he uh, passed. He would he would let he would later pass away in 2002. So, <clears throat> Dame Julie Andrews, like I said today, turns 87. Also, of course, which I did not know this. Uh, let's see, Yusau. Nandor today turns 63, and of course I did not know that in addition to being an actress, she was also involved in doing some music as well, I guess. Brie Larson, like I said, today turns 33. I did not I did not know that she was also involved in music, but I guess so. On the stage in 1602, Hernando de Cabazon, a composer of Spanish descent, would pass away at the age of 61. On the stage in 1609, Giamato Asola, a composer of Italian descent. We don't know how old he was when he passed. On the stage in 1708, John Blow, a Baroque composer of English descent, best known for Venus and Adonis, would pass away at the age of 59. Louis Gabriel Goldman, a, a composer and violinist of French descent, would pass away at the age of 64. Some weddings right here. I want to say in 2011, Gene Simmons of, of course, the rock band Kiss, who was 62 at the time, would marry actress and model Shannon Tweed, who was 55 at the time, at the historic Beverly Hills Hotel in Beverly Hills, California. And now let's go to some sports history and birthdays here for today. On a state in 1661, yachting begins in England as Ch King Charles II beats his brother James, Duke of York, in a yacht race from Greenwich to Gravesend. On a state in 1879, Cincinnati Inquirer publishes first report on baseball's reserve clause, rights to players retained by team upon the contract's expiration was re replaced by free agency. On a state in 1889, Dutch soccer Club HFC Harlem is founded. National, they become national champions in 1946. They would go bankrupt in 2010. They would merge with HFC Kennemerland, new club Harlem Kennemerland. I want to say in 1903, the first baseball World Series game ever played. Pittsburgh Pirates beat the Boston Americans 7 3 at Huntington Avenue. Jimmy Sebring hits his first home run. Deacon Felipe is winning pitcher. And Cy Young was the loser. On his day, 1908, future baseball Hall of Fame pitcher Jack Chesbro 
records final victory for the New York Highlanders before waived and claimed by the Red Sox, beats Walter Johnson and the Washington Senators 2-1. On his day in 1910, Regina, Regina Rugby Club, to become the CFL's Saskatchewan Rough Riders, plays their first game, losing to the Moose Jaw Tigers 16-6. On his day in 1919, the infamous Black Sox Baseball World Series begins with Cincinnati Reds' Dutch Weather pitching a six-hitter and hitting three RBI on two triples and a single for a 9-1 route of the White Sox. And on the state in 1921, PGA Championship Men's Golf at Inwood Country Club, Walter Hagen beats former champion Jim Barnes of England, 3-2, and two, is Hagen's third major title. Some, some uh, birthdays to speak of, ladies and gentlemen. Peter Blake was born on the state in 1948. He would pass away in 2001. Greta Greet Waltz was born on this date in 1953. She would pass away in 2011. <clears throat> legendary two legendary baseball players, uh, Rod Carew today turns 77, and Martin McGuire would turn turns 59 today. Some passings in the world of sports on this day, 1929, Lee Richmond, a baseball pitcher, the first ever Major League Baseball perfect game in 1880 would pass away at the age of 72. On a state in 1936, Oscar Da Costa, a cricket all-rounder of West Indian descent who had five tests, would pass away at the age of only 29. On a state in 1956, Stan Okers, a road cyclist of Belgian descent who was the world road champion in 1955 and a Tour de France runner-up in 1950-52, dies in a track cycling accident at the age of only 36. And on the state in 1975, Larry McPhail, a baseball Hall of Fame executive, of course, with both the Cincinnati, with, with, with of course, the Cincinnati Reds, Brooklyn Dodgers, and the New York Yankees, would pass away at the age of 85. And also on the state in 2006, baseball player uh, Daryl Strawberry, who was 44 at the time, would marry uh, Tracy Bower. And ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have here for your uh, wrestling and pop culture uh, history and birthdays here, of course, here for today. Keep in mind, of course, ladies and gentlemen, throughout the week that the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, does, of course, post your daily wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays um, <clears throat> on, of course, the wrestling portion on WCWS Fan Empire, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS appreciation and also the pop culture portion on WCWS entertainment cavalcade facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWS entertainment now there might be some of his pop culture part of his pop culture report that may contain some sports segments and if they do ladies and gentlemen he does also post them on WCWS sports roundup Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWUS sports time. Also, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that, <clears throat> that of course, myself and the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, does provide your your uh, uh, your his, your wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report every Monday on WCWUS Raw Radio. Of course, as we look back on, of course, the the, the, the prior weekend and also, of course, on Monday. 
And also, ladies and gentlemen, Justin and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, does also provide it every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday on WCWS Revolution, and also every Thursday on NWO Wolfpack. 1605-562-0444, caller ID pounds is episode 330 of WCWS Power Hour. <clears throat> Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw here, of course, here on the line here with you. Of course, the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, of course, taking it easy after a very arduous week here, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, in addition to, of course, paying attention to everything involving, involving of course, uh, wrestling. Of course, we were also, of course, monitoring everything having to do, of course, with the with uh, Hurricane Ian, of course, as it was affecting, of course, a lot of uh, areas where a lot of, of course, where, our, where a lot of our friends of WCWS, of course, uh, <clears throat> um, of course, live and all, especially, of course, down there in Florida, where, of course, it has hit the hardest. Um, I know last night, of course, like I said, on Revolution, as we said, th- that during the day yesterday, that it was... Um, it was, of course, uh, making its way to the course to, through the Carolinas. It was possibly going to hit. Uh, it was going to hit, of course, South Carolina first, and then eventually, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, during the night while we were, I was kind of tempted not to do Revolution at all last night because of this situation, but we wanted to try to get a little bit of something in, as far as, of course, everyone's thoughts about what happened last night with SmackDown and Rampage. And and also try to update everyone about our trivia championship matches. And, of course, still try to take care of our planned stuff, but try not to be on too long because there's always the possibility, ladies and gentlemen, that I, that, that, the main, that the main system here at the HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, could use, could, could, could lose power, and I could lose uh, my Internet, and by that, ladies and gentlemen, you know that uh, <clears throat> that wouldn't really, that wouldn't, in my personal opinion, would not really seem like the right call. So we did not stay on. Uh, myself, JD, and Justin were able to get on with no problem, and uh, maybe a lot of folks. And the reason why we did not really have a lot of folks here, maybe it was the possibility of the storm. I'm not really sure. Uh, but nevertheless, here, folks, we we did make it through here, of course, here without any problems at all whatsoever. Uh, but with that, be with that, of course, being said, we did, of course, discuss what happened, of course, with uh, Monday Night Raw. Uh, <clears throat> we did, of course, ladies, we did, of course, ladies and gentlemen, discuss what happened, of course, here with NXT, uh, with the. With, Obviously, AEW Dynamite. <clears throat> we did, of course, did talk about this past Thursday on Wolfpack. We did talk about last Friday's Victory Road event. Um, as we said, of course, here, folks, we did talk about uh, SmackDown and Rampage last night. Uh, and a plus about a lot of other things here going on, um, including, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we did hear from both John and also from J.D., um, and of course, John was the first one to report it. So, and we do, of course, give him the we do give him the nod here for for, for this. 
JD did report it and all, and I did not, of course, I did not, of course, hear about it at all, unfortunately. Uh, but nevertheless, here we did lose, of course, a great uh, wrestling superstar, of course, ladies and gentlemen, one of the greatest uh, Japanese wrestlers, of course, of all time, the one and only Antonio Inoki. Uh, we had not heard about what the official cause was here as yet. But uh, but nevertheless, here it was a it was truly a very uh, it was truly, of course, a very somber, very sudden, somber and sudden passing, of course, and everything like that. Uh, uh, of course, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, Antonio Inoki, well known, of course, uh, in the Japanese wrestling community and 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 and, and also in the overall wrestling community of course even of course a lot of people around here may also remember him uh as being a part of the uh, apparently that uh during the days of the nwo of course obviously they actually start forming a stable in uh in, in the start forming a version of uh nwo kind of branched out during the during their days in wcw they kind of was able to work out there and uh, to, to gather a bunch of um, superstars to join NWO Japan. Uh, but uh, and I believe Antonio Inoki, uh, the great Muda, and several other uh, Japanese greats, I think, were, of course, a part of that for a time. And I'm sure that would have been, like I said, the, the true inspiration for what would later become known as the Bullet Club and everything like that that we know today. But still, nevertheless, a great superstar here and a tremendous loss, of course, here to the wrestling world. Uh, like we said, as we reported, Antonio Noki sadly has, did, of course, pass away. Uh, did pass away, of course, here sometime yesterday. And our thoughts and prayers are with, of course, his many fans. And also his uh, family and friends, of course. And we do thank Mr. Anoki for his contributions to the world, of course, of professional wrestling. Coming up here tomorrow morning, ladies and gentlemen, on WCWS this morning, we are going to, of course, uh, like I said, 805-8613 pound. We are, of course, ladies and gentlemen, going to keep it very, very discreet here as... <clears throat> As we will, of course, be as of course, ladies and gentlemen, I will bring you, of course, tomorrow's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays, and also, ladies and gentlemen, let you know about what will take place, of course, uh, during the week here in the radio network, and we'll try to get one or two, of course, wrestling stories in from 411 Mania, but we will, but we will try to keep it as short as as short as discreet as we possibly can there. So by all means, please, please be sure to check out tomorrow morning's episode of WCWS this morning. Of course, starting around, it'll be sometime before or around the 8 o'clock hour uh, Eastern time, of course, uh, 805-8613-POUND, of course, right here on TalkShoe.com. 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen. It is uh, Saturday, October 1st, 2022. Episode 330 of WCW US Power Hour, 141364 pound. <clears throat> uh, 
1605-562-0444, of course. Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw here, of course, here with you. As now, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go ahead and jump right in to see what we have in terms of any wrestling stories uh, that has come in, of course, overnight, courtesy of our friends at uh, 411mania.com. Of course, while we're getting that up, I will go ahead and point out. Uh, <coughs> I will go ahead, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I will go ahead and uh, and uh, keep and and point out that the radio network, of course, thanks our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, in addition, right here on Power Hour, also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, on Revolution, Wolfpack, <coughs> Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, Mr. D- uh, of course, WCWUS This Morning, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also, of course, on Sports Machine. And, of course, with, of course, 2022 about ready to come to a close, we will, of course, uh, we will, of course, we will, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <clears throat> hope to have more of our shows up and going here and we will of course uh, uh, and we will of course hopefully have more be able to get more of our shows up on the air and definitely of course keep in mind 411 mania will hopefully we'll, well, we'll definitely get to use 411 mania uh, of course on those programs as well and see, we do have a pretty good amount of stories here. Let's go ahead and get right to it. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as WWE files a new trademark for the term Campus Rush. FIFO reports that on September 28th, WWE filed to trademark the term WWE Campus Rush with the United States Patent and Trademark Office. The trademark is, is related to their NIL, of course, next in-line program. Uh... Of course, it is going to be used for primarily like putting word out, uh, uh, word about, of course, uh, um, uh, talking about, of course, our student athletes, um, and obviously, obviously, of course, they may put some of this on, possibly, and maybe at some point they may decide to put a lot of this on merchandise and stuff like that. As you know, how they always do every time they try to trademark a term. Uh, they're they're very, they're of course very very um, they're very very um, very very good about that indeed. Uh, Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight, as we have the results of the NWA USA show, as Bully Ray defeats Jamie Stanley, AJ Kazana, and Jordan Clearwater qualify for a t- television title match. The NWA aired a new episode of NWA USA earlier today, which featured two qualifying matches for the NWA TV title match at Hard Times 3. Here are the results via Fightful. NWA Television Championship qualifying match number one, AJ Kazana defeated Ricky Morton and um, Jax Dane, Mar- Marsh Rocket, and Mayweather. Also, Mercurio and Magic Jake Dumas cut a promo. They were confronted by the Fixers. Like we said, Bully Ray defeated Jimmy Stanley. La Rebellion cut a promo. And also the NWA, another qualifying match in the NW, for the NWA Television Championship match. Jordan Clearwater defeats Rush Freeman. Max the Impaler, the Pope, 
and Caprice Coleman. So we we may we may of course, like I said, uh, like I said, it might be AJ Kazana and Jordan Clearwater going for that TV championship at uh, <clears throat> at um, at the next uh, event. Of course, Hard Times Three. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as Seamus explains what a Donnybrook is to Gunther ahead of their event at Extreme Rules. As previously reported, a good old-fashioned Donnybrook match was added to the Extreme Rules with Imperium battling the brawling brutes. Gunther struggled to figure out exactly what a Donnybrook was, so the brutes Seamus filled in him, filled him in. Gunther wrote, Donnie, what? Seamus then gave a screenshot of the definition of the word Donnybrook. It reads, the word Donnybrook is derived from a public fair that was held in Donnybrook, Ireland, beginning in the 1200s. By the 1800s, the Donnybrook Fair had a reputation of being a drunken, wild event that was finally, that finally ended in the mid-1800s. So it was, a, it was, of course, a Twitter thing between Gunther and Seamus. You can check out Gunther. Gunther's uh, um, Twitter account, which is at Gunther underscore capital A, capital U, capital T, and Seamus's Twitter account, which is at WWE Seamus. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as Sammy's, Sammy Zane says that Jay Uso has endured a lot. And he understands. In a post on Twitter, Sami Zayn gave his thoughts on Jay Uso's refusal to accept him as an honorary honorary Us and part of the bloodline. Paul Heyman, Solo Sioka, Jimmy Uso, and even Roman Reigns have all welcomed Zayn into the group. He wrote, Some people have endured a lot and as a result have a hard time trusting others. They find it hard to believe others could be doing things for the right reasons, often believing there must be ulterior motives. Though it can be frustrating, it's important to be understanding. You can check that out on his Twitter account, which is at Sammy Zane. And, of course, as you know, of course, they did do that, of course, the other week. And, of course, and I'm sure for a lot of wrestling fans, it's kind of 50-50 on this right now because some folks kind of like the bloodline. Some, like myself, don't give, don't give Jack squat about them. So but we'll see how that works. So, Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as Ken Shamrock comments on fans wanting him to referee the match between Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle. In a post on Twitter, Ken Shamrock responded to fans and said they wanted him to referee the fight pit match between Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle at Extreme Rules. He noted the matches similarities to the Lions Den match, a type he made that he made famous. What when he was in WWF? Shamrock wrote, "Seen post about people want me to be the guest ref in, in the Rollins versus Riddle fight pit. If so, we'd have to call it the Lions Den. Someone would have to let at WWE or at Triple H know." And this is of course coming from his Twitter account at Shamrock Ken. So it looks like a lot of people are lobbying for Ken Shamrock to kind of 
to kind of refer, to referee this matchup here. And of course, obviously, I'm not sure if if that match will go on next week. I'm not even sure if they would be able to get Shamrock in, of course, in time. Joseph Lee posted this story tonight as Bandito reportedly had issues with his gear due to his last-minute AEW booking. As previously reported, Bandito was offered a contract with AEW following his Ring of Honor championship match with Chris Jericho in this past Wednesday's Dynamite. Fightful Select reports that the booking was very last-minute and it was only announced two days before it happened. That's because of issues involving Hurricane Ian. This also affected Bandito's gear, which he wasn't able to bring with him. Bandito traveled from one area while his gear was shipped to a nut from another. His gear did not arrive in Philadelphia in time for the show. He tried to make calls to get the gear that he had recently auctioned off, but that didn't work out either. Instead, he went around the city to find replacements that had to borrow items for the outfit. The tape he used was similar to masking tape. Bandito's mask was something that he brought with him, so there were no issues there. AW officials were impressed by his effort, including during the match, and they said it was more impressive since he, he was in a tough position. And, of course, the other question is, did did uh, did he end up, of course, uh, did he finally get his, uh, get his gear? But, of course, we'll have to, uh, of course, we'll hopefully find that out here at some point down the line. I'm sure Tony Khan will probably do do some checking in on that. Jeffrey Harris posted this story here tonight as the road dog talks about how John Cena, John Cena handled losing to Kevin Federline. During a recent edition of his Oh You Didn't Know podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Road Dog discussed a match between John Cena and Kevin Federline, of course you know as K-Fed, on the January 1st, 2007 edition of Raw. There are some hot there. There's some highlights courtesy of WrestlingInc.com. Road Dog on, Ke- on, Ke- on Kevin Federline beating John Cena. Road Dog says, well, I'd rather ha- that had not happened. That was another David Arquette moment for me. The good part about it was it was during Kevin's 15 minutes of fame, but he never truly had that fame. You know what I mean? Truth be told, this was probably the biggest moment of his life. I just think this, this one didn't hit good. On how Cena felt about the match, Road Dog says it's business. He was asked to do it. It might have been his idea because that's how John Cena works. He thinks about the bigger picture. He has a vision, look, mission accomplished. Federline picked up the win over Cena after Cena got knocked out by Umaga during the match. There is a video of of the of the match, of course, right here. And and of course, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not sure if we got it in the video vault or not, but we'll post it in there. I'll let everybody, of course, take a look at that as well. Personally, that was, the, that was, of course, the biggest joke of all time. Of course, the only reason why KFAB actually had everybody, know, everybody, of course, knows them all too well and because he was, of course, kind of arm candy at the time with Britney Spears. So, but that's the way it goes, I guess. Jeffrey Harris posted this story here tonight. As Jake Roberts talks about how Andre the Giant tore his pectoral and put him to sleep. 
During a recent edition of the DDP Snake Pit, WWE Hall of Famer Jack Roberts discussed some of the worst injuries he has ever suffered in the ring, including a torn pectoral with Andre the Giant. According to Roberts, he passed out from the pain, and he woke up, and Andre was singing a lullaby to him. After Roberts woke up, they were able to finish the match, and Roberts said they wrestled again later that night. There are some highlights right here, courtesy of Wrestling Inc. Jake Roberts on suffering a ripped pectoral muscle from Andre. He says, I remember going down, and I thought I broke my shoulder. I'm just holding my shoulder, and I'm wriggling my fingers, you know, trying to get the fan back in them. And Andre reached down and grabbed me by the hand and jerked me to my feet, which stretched that back out again, at which point I'm, I decided I'm going to sleep. I passed out from the pain. When I woke up, Andre's got me in a bear hug, and he's singing to me. On how Vader once broke his sternum, Jake says he crushed me in the corner and broke my sternum. A broken sternum is real painful because it takes a long time to heal, and if you sneeze or cough, you want to rip your eyeballs out. It hurts snow so bad. So... You tell, ladies and gentlemen, the snake has been through quite a bit of pain. Yes, indeed. But still one of the best of all time, in my personal opinion. Jeffrey Harris posted this story here tonight. As Chelsea Green talks about Matt Cardona making a drunk purchase of Mickey Mouse artwork. During a recent appearance on the GAWTV podcast, Impact Wrestling star Chelsea Green discussed Matt Cardona making a drunk purchase of some Mickey Mouse artwork at a Disney food and wine festival. Here are some highlights via WrestlingInc.com. Chelsea Green talks about Matt Cardona making a drunk artwork purchase. She says, this one, Matt came home from Disney like Epcot's food, food and wine festival drunk. He had ordered this. I said to him, just so you know, moving forward, art is a choice that we both have to make. You have to, for your house, both feel a connection to it. On getting a custom piece from the artist, Chelsea says, I actually found the artist who made this and asked him if he could do a custom piece for me. And if you look closely, Mickey's tail is a star for America, and Minnie's tail is a maple leaf. And also, Chelsea talking about Cardona being a crazy Disney fan. She says, Matt is the crazy one. He's a crazy, he's, he's, he's a crazy like five out of five Disney fan. He knows everything. Not about Disney movies, but a lot about the parks. It's insanity. Of course, as you know, the GAW is the grown AWS women uh, podcast that they have. So, so, ladies and gentlemen, we will post this interview that they did with Chelsea Green in the, uh, in the interview corner page so everybody can go back and take a look at it. But kind of hilarious that he bought a piece of uh, Mickey Mouse artwork. Jeffrey Harris posted this story here tonight as Fondango talks about WWE scrapping plans for the Southpaw Regional Wrestling uh, Season 3. Former WWE superstar Fondango, whose real name is Curtis Hussey, recently appeared on Cafe de Renee with Renee Dupree, and he discussed WWE scrapping plans for Southpaw Regional Wrestling Season 3. Here are some highlights per Wrestling Inc. Fondango talks about what happened to season three of Southpaw. He says, we filmed the teaser trailer for season three, and then they fired not only all the talent, but then they fired the whole digital department. Fondango and Vince McMahon. 
but I think he hated it because he thought it was kind of a spoof on wrestling. I, th I think he wants to get his company as far away from that stigma as possible. Of course, Vince, that's what you actually do. That is what WWE is. It's a wrestling company. On working with John Cena on the project, Fandango says John had probably 10 pages of probably six episodes of verbiage. He looked at it for like 20 minutes and memorized the whole thing. And, dude, he did it all in one take. I'm like, holy crap. That was the first time I was like, this is acting. His brain is wired for that. You can actually check out the teaser trailer for season three of Southpaw Regional Wrestling that actually never materialized right here. And believe it or not here, folks, we will definitely, we will post that most definitely, ladies and gentlemen, in the video vault so everybody can go back and uh, and take a look at that. Jeremy Thomas, of course, posted this story here tonight. As WWE reportedly is considering ch changing the date of the day one pay-per-view. WWE is reportedly considering a change for the date of next year's day one pay-per-view. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that there, there was talk that the company could move the pay-per-view off of January 1st, though no matter what, it will remain at the state no, no, at the state form arena in Atlanta. WWE held the pay-per-view on January 1st this year. January 1st, 2023 is a Sunday, and WWE has been holding most of its pay-per-views on Saturdays this year. The side notes that Brock Lesnar is currently set to appear at the event as the next show that he's actually listed for. Well, I don't see why in the world because they used to do pay-per-views on Sunday all the time. So I don't know why in the world they would. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight as Mick Foley releases the a music video for Mr. In Your House. Mick Foley has taken his self-appointed title of Mr. In Your House to a new level, releasing a music video of that name. Foley has been tongue-in-cheek referring to himself with the title on Foley's pod in a reference to his performance on the 1990s secondary pay-per-views. For the latest episode of the podcast, he posted the kitschy music video, which you can see right here on this page, featuring all three of his WWE personas and talking about how no one came through more when it mattered less. So, ladies and gentlemen, we the head, he's got this video posted on YouTube. So, ladies and gentlemen, we will definitely, of course, post this in the... <coughs> uh, we will definitely post this... Uh, even I know that is from his podcast. We will post it. We may post it. We may still post it in either the interview corner page or the video vault. I have not officially decided here yet, but we will definitely, of course, post this video on one of our pages. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here tonight. I mean, I'm sorry, last night, where as Jeremy Thomas did report. Like I said, report the latest White Rabbit QR code teases a rebirth and more. The latest White Rabbit QR code aired on last night's SmackDown and teased a rebirth plus more. The code, which appeared on tonight's show during Carrying Cross's promo, led to a video of the three little bigs and the, the three, it should be like the three little pigs and the, 
and the big bad wolf intercut with butchered pigs at a and at the end a more menacing looking big bag big bad wolf in granny's clothes the video also ended with a morse code that translated to azriel reborn according to fifel azriel as 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 that's best way i could pronounce it is an entity from Jewish folklore who was associated with the scapegoat right. He is re referenced in Christian and Islamic folklore as well as and is sometimes considered to be a fallen angel. Marvel fans might remember that Azrazel is the name of the mutant teleporter from Chuck Austin's unique run on the books in the early 2000s, who was a part of the Nevafem as well as the father of Nightcrawler. Uh, Austin was inspired by Christian folklore for, for his rather controversial run on the books. The video also includes an image of a white rabbit in the corner that has the file name TS underscore 10E6. The Simpsons episode 6 of season 10 has a segment where the town of Springfield gets drugged thanks to Homer and Jefferson Airplane's white rabbit plays as they hallucinate. The video's file name also includes a phone number that, if you call, plays a distorted audio clip that, when played in reverse, reads Bravo, Echo, Lima, Alpha, India, Romero. I am the way to the city of woe. I am the way to, into the eternal sorrow. The first six ladder, letters are military alphabet for Bel Air. Uh, the source code of the URL includes the message Drink More Ovaltine, which is a famous bit from a Christmas story where young Ralphie, played by Peter Billingsley, gets a little orphan anti secret society decoder pen and uses it to decode a message as an advertisement for Ovaltine. And of course, like I said, you can check out these tweets, of course, courtesy of Ryan Satan, or Ryan Satin, at Ryan Satin. You wish to see those tweets. And one more story, ladies and gentlemen, as we did mention here, of course, here at the beginning of the show. Jeremy Thomas posted this story last night as WWE, Tony Khan, Triple H, and the NWA and more react to the passing of Antonio Inoki. Antonio Inoki was a trans transformational figure in professional wrestling, and his passing has brought reactions from across the industry, including WWE, Triple H, Tony Khan, the NWA, and more. As reported early last night, Inoki sadly passed away at the age of 79. WWE honored Inoki on last night's SmackDown and tones of others, including Impact Wrestling, Samoa Joe, TJP, Taz, and others took to social media to react. And you and we'll read some of those, uh, some of those, ladies and gentlemen. Triple H did say on his Twitter account at Triple H, one of the most important figures in the history of our business, and a man who embodied the term fighting spirit. Legacy of WWE Hall of Famer Antonio Inoki will live on forever. Tony Khan posted on his Twitter account, "Rest in peace, Antonio Inoki, a pioneer in the pro wrestling industry. Inoki's influence and his achievements will live on forever in the wrestling world. He's an inspiration to all of the dreamers. Thank you, sir." WWE did post this on their Twitter account. WWE remembers Antonio Inoki, nineteen forty-three through two thousand and two, and there's a picture. On this tweet, if you wish to check it out, uh, Denise Salcedo posted on her Twitter account at underscore Denise Salcedo. 
WWE pays their respects to Antonio Inoki on SmackDown with a picture there as well. Impact Wrestling posted this on their Twitter account. At Impact Wrestling, we'd like to extend our condolences to the family, friends, and fans of Antonio Antonio Inoki. We are saddened to learn of his passing and know his legacy will live forever. There's a picture on on that tweet as well. The NWA posted this on their Twitter account along with a picture, as they say, the National Wrestling Alliance sends its condolences to the friends and family of pro wrestling pioneer Antonio Inoki and NWA tag team and United National Champion, and most importantly, a legend that will live, that will that will forever be remembered in our business and beyond. The Iron Sheik posted this Antonio Inoki, one of the greatest ever. I was his teacher. We sold out the garden and loved each other like family. Respect the Inoki forever. And there's a picture on this tweet. Small Joe posted, I found my road. Thank you for everything. Inoki Sama, rest in power. RJ City at RJ City One posted, Antonio Inoki in the bad news, bears go to Japan. And he posted a picture of that on his Twitter account. Taz posted this on his tw- Twitter account at official Taz with a picture. He says, very sad to hear the, pass- the passing of a true icon of professional wrestling worldwide, Antonio Inoki inspired so many wrestlers for some for so many decades, in, including me in my ring days. I had the opportunity to wrestle on several tours for Inoki in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He truly changed the game. Rest in peace. Lince Dorado at Luchador LDs posted, "Thank you, Antonio Inoki." TJP at T, at Mega TJP posted. If Anoki can son never expanded the dojo system, I never get plucked out of high school and into New Japan Pro Wrestling. Changed my life forever. Most significant mentor I've ever had, and I keep as much as him in the ring with me as I can to this day. Greatest <coughs> greatest Japanese legend, Ichi Ni Sanda, with a picture there on his Twitter account. Uh, Adam Cole posts on his at Adam Cole Pro. R.I.P. Antonio Inoki, a legend in every sense of the word. Frankie Kazarian posted on his Twitter account. R.I.P. Antonio Inoki. I would listen to Kowalski tell Inoki stories for hours on end. Thank you for your immense contributions to our sport and the unrivaled legacy you leave behind. Honored to have met you. Godspeed, sir. Pat Buck posted this on his Twitter account. R.I.P. with a picture. Uh, at his Twitter account, at Buck Never Stops. R.I.P. Antonio Noki, still my favorite match for all the right reasons. Uh, The family, of course, of the late Hall of Famer Vader, at at its Vader time, posted, Antonio Noki, my family and I owe you so much. Thank you for everything you did for our family and the business we all love. Prayers to the family. Rest in peace. Rob Schamberger posted on his Twitter account along with a picture. Sending my love to the family, friends, and fans of Antonio Inoki. Uh, Rohit Raju, of course, otherwise known, which is his Twitter account, at Hakeem Zane, RIP legend, hashtag Inoki. Along with the picture, uh, Alex Coughlin, his Twitter account, at Alex Coughlin 93. Absolutely gutted to hear. Rest in peace, Inoki son. Gabe Sapolsky posted on his Twitter. Twitter account at Booker Gabe. 
RIP Antonio Inoki, a true icon of pro wrestling. Matt Camp at the Matt Camp posted RIP Antonio Inoki. When you when when you slap has that much honor, the term legend is not enough. Evan Husney on his Twitter account at Evan Husney. One of the most cherished mem- memories I have while making at Dark Side of the Ring was the, at Dark Side of the Ring was the incredible opportunity to interview Antonio Inoki. RIP and deepest condolences to his family. New Japan Pro Wrestling Global at NJPW Global posted, New Japan Pro Wrestling is deeply saddened by the passing of our founder, Antonio Inoki. His achievements both in professional wrestling and the global community are without parallel and will never be forgotten. Our thoughts are with Inoki's family, friends, and fans. And there's a picture there. ESPN posted on their Twitter account, Antonio Inoki, a combat sports trailblazer, influential politician, and larger-than-life figure in his native Japan. Sadly, died Friday at the age of 79. He fought Muhammad Ali in perhaps the highest-profile mixed-rules bout ever. Of course, you can read more about his life. Of course, there is a site there where you can check it out, and also there is a picture right there as well on the tweet from ESPN. Eric Bischoff posted, Some of the moments in my career that I'm most grateful for are a result of the friendship that evolved from our business together. And Noki-san was a visionary in some ways ahead of his time. And he did also post something in Japanese. Ric Flair posted this on his Twitter account, at Ric Flair, N-A-T-R, boy. Rest in peace, rest in peace, Antonio Inoki. Thank you for the great matches and memories, my friend. William Regal, at Real King Regal, posted on this, posted this on his Twitter account. Deeply saddened to hear of the passing of Mr. Antonio Inoki, legendary Japanese pro. Inoki chose to wrestle me in 1994, and then we became friends. Kept in touch and was always very kind. <clears throat> Deepest condolences to his family and friends. Of course, uh, we do have, of course, some of the uh, repeats of, of course, the Iron Sheik and Taz. Natty at Nat by Nature posted this. My grandfather has so much respect for Antonio Noki and his passion for pro wrestling. Of course, Gene Kanitsky, Stu Hart, and Antonio Inoki. There's a picture there, of course, on Natty's uh, Twitter account. McFoley posted on his Twitter account at Real McFoley. Very sorry to hear, sorry to learn of the loss of Antonio Inoki. What a towering presence in our business. I loved his matches, especially his classic brawls with Bruiser Brody. Hashtag RIP Inoki. Eddie Kingston posted this. No words can truly describe how important Mr. Inoki was professional wrestling. So all I can say is rest in power, Mr. Inoki. Shinsuke Nakamura, his Twitter account, at Shinsuke N, and Miko Satamira at Satamira Miko, did also post tweets. They were, of course, in Japanese. I could not read them, but Shinsuke did post a picture on his Twitter account if you wish to go back and see that as well. <clears throat> so a lot of respect being shown. From all around, from Impact to WWE uh, to to uh, like AEW, the NWA, and of course a lot of individual wrestlers. Of course, some who are still wrestling to this day, and some that are not. So, but uh, once again, our thoughts and prayers to the many family, to the family, friends.
friends and many, many fans of this great Japanese wrestling legend. May Mr. Inoki rest in peace indeed. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining us here tonight for episode number 330 of WCWS Power Hour. Of course, keep in mind, as we said, WCWS this morning will be tomorrow morning, somewhere around the 8 o'clock hour, as we will, of course, bring you tomorrow's wrestling and pop culture history and birthday report. We will, of course, also give you a rundown as to what will take place this week here in the radio network and get you in, of course, lined up with some some stories here, also courtesy of 411 Mania that does make it through here overnight. Uh, 805-8613-POUND. Be sure to listen on that here, of course, tomorrow night, tomorrow morning. Also, keep in mind, be sure to check out all of our uh, check out all of our pages, of course, on Facebook as we will be getting more and more stuff posted on those pages, of course, here. Everything from the video vault to the game show alley page to uh, <clears throat> to the interview corner page fan empire page and so forth be sure to check out all of our pages of course on facebook <clears throat> and also check out all of our past episodes of course on talk Show. be sure to go back and listen to of course a lot of great stuff that we that we of course have been saying about about the world of pro wrestling and other topics of course here as well until then ladies and gentlemen please take care and continue to stay safe out there uh, as of course it looks like most of the brunt from uh, Hurricane Ian, of course, has pretty much passed. We do continue to, of course, say prayers for those affected by the storm, uh, especially down there in the state of Florida, which took the real brunt of it. Um, I'm not sure. If, uh, I'm hope, and, of course, to those who were affected, of course, obviously in South Carolina and also, of course, uh, North Carolina here. As I said, of course, we were kind of hit in the middle of it, of course, last night. But still, nevertheless, here we're still on and we're still going here. So, <clears throat> but uh, let's continue to think of everybody that was affected, affected intensely from this, from this event here. Of course, here, folks. <clears throat> Until then, ladies and gentlemen, please take care and stay safe out there. <clears throat> and of course, remember, since 2015, uh, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, the WCWUS Radio Network. Take care and stay safe. We'll talk at you tomorrow morning on WCWS this morning. Please take care. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.